In episode 306, we are going to focus on the campaign rollout, how to introduce the concept of any fundraiser you wanna to do to your group in a way that sets the table for success. All right, let's do the show. Welcome to Funding the Performing Arts podcast, open and frank discussion about supporting and growing the performing arts, such as instrumental, vocal, drama, dance, marching, and pageantry arts. Well, hello and good day to you, podcast listener. Welcome back to Funding the Performing Arts podcast. Um, so we're recording this on August 20th, and it's funny, about a little less than a month ago, we recorded the uh, Hold On to Your Socks, Here Comes Bandcamp podcast uh, episode. And um, it's funny because uh, different parts of the country work within their school calendar so much differently. It's really funny. Um, but I, as most of you probably can relate, um, Facebook is kind of a weird lens to look through the world. And I've got my core group of my oldest friends and colleagues that um, I've known for years, uh, upwards of you know 30 years plus, um, band directors and, and music educators that I went to college with back in the early 90s. Um, and a lot of them have, as, as is typically the case, they generally tend to land jobs and find gigs um, relatively close to where we all grew up and went to school, if you went to school fairly locally. Um, so I grew up outside of Philadelphia and I went to Westchester University. So from my front door to campus um, was about 45 minutes or so. So it was perfect because it's just far enough away where you're sort of away at school, but you're not so close where your parents can just literally drop by at any minute, um, which was nice. So uh, when you're a teenager and you're out on your own uh, for the first time, um, you know, you, you do make a lot of those relationships. And, and fortunately, those relationships tend to be the ones that stick around the longest. And I think the advent of Facebook um, has just made a lot of that easier. Um, but I have a lot of friends and colleagues that I've, I've, you know, known for literally decades now, it seems. And it, right as I, I released that podcast episode about, you know, here we go, here comes Bandcamp, um, I was very quickly reminded that, oh, no, no, we don't go to band camp until August. Well, um, if you're in Texas or you're down south or even out toward the West Coast, uh, a lot of those programs have been back in school now for week uh, weeks now, uh, and they do their band camps in July. So it is so variable, region to region, state to state uh, around the country. It's actually really cool. But right now, as we record this, um, you know, a lot of our uh, our programs that we're supporting in the Mid-Atlantic are in their second week of band camp or finishing band camp, I guess you could say. Uh, a lot of schools in the Northeast uh, Mid-Atlantic will go back either the week before Labor Day or the week after Labor Day. Um, my kids both go back the uh, Tuesday, you know, the day after Labor Day, which is, is great. We're ready. I'm sure if you have uh, kids, you can relate. Um, but anyway... Um, Things have been brisk. Things have been busy. Um, I can tell you that we've upped our 
our exposure, uh, our paid and sponsored exposure on Facebook. And as a result, we've brought on a lot, a lot of uh, new campaigns that are ready to rock and roll. So that's really exciting. And again, we're getting asked a lot of questions about our competitor. So our competitor, if you're not aware, there is a another crowdfunding platform called SnapRaise. And I'll give the name. I don't care. You can go look them up and research them. But here's the gist. They were built originally as a team sports crowdfunding platform. So if you think a lot about a lot of high school, uh, they do work with uh, a fair amount of colleges too, which is kind of nice But for them. But um, they really work with sports teams. And they hire, uh, they go out of their way to, uh, in terms of their talent acquisition, to go uh, recruit and hire Division One, Two, and Three college athletes, scholarship athletes, uh, and that's just the way they build their culture. That's their thing. Um, on the other hand, we go out of our way to <laughs> to uh, to align with, or partner with, or hire, uh, or contract to uh, people that have uh, a passing exposure to the performing arts. And I, I've gone on record before saying that you know I'm not going to hire anybody um, to to work at Fans Raise if they haven't performed, if they don't know what the inside of a practice room smells and feels like, they don't understand what recital jury pressure feels like, if they don't uh, know what the week of championships for marching band, uh, that excitement feels like. So um, that's our market, that's our segment, and that's our niche. And, um, you know, they SnapRaise has really been uh, attempting to put a push on the music and performing arts, mainly because they figured out, A, uh, those groups need more fundraising than the sports teams do, and B, a lot of times the marching band programs tend to be a little bit bigger than your average volleyball team or your average basketball team, where there's only maybe 12 12 kids involved. Um, So I think that they figured out that our space was the space that was probably a little bit more profitable and definitely had a little bit more market need driven and um, as a result, they, they, they work with quite a few marching bands. And, you know, when groups hear about us, the first question they ask is, all right, well, how are you guys different? And we're going to get to the, the main point here. Mainly what we're going to focus on today's episode, if I'm going to just take a quick aside, is we're going to talk about the rollout. We're going to talk about how to tee up and how to get your campaign off on the right foot when it comes to engaging with your students. But back to the Back to the uh, the point I was making, the um, the reality is that our our fees are about half of what they charge. Uh, we're much more specified. Uh, we're much more specific, I should say, to the performing arts. We're much more aligned with what those groups need, how they uh, operate how they rehearse, how they meet, um, how parents and booster groups work. Uh, Booster groups for music and arts work completely differently than football parents do. And um, a lot of folks are are pleasantly surprised to find that there is an option in terms of crowdfunding partners and platforms that are out there um, that get them. And the fact that we do a better job and we're half the cost, I think, also helps too. So that's my little infomercial. Um, but SnapRaise, you can go look them up. They're based up in the Pacific Northwest. They employ a different model than we do. They have uh, local, in most areas, they'll have a local campaign director that will want to come out on site, um, come into your rehearsal, 
insert themselves into the equation and try to get your kids rah-rah and all hyped up. And what we're actually hearing a lot, anecdotally, the more directors I talk to, is that the, the person that comes into the band room, they have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea what marching bands do or what they're all about. And it just typically doesn't go real well. And it's just sort of like a misplaced like a misplaced puzzle piece that you're trying to fit. And I don't know that anyone from the outside coming into your band room, let's say, can elicit a better reaction or response than your own educators can. Um, they're in the business of getting the best effort out of your kids uh, every day, all day. And somebody coming in from the outside, even if I came in, like I would probably, um, if I were able to, to, to jump inside your band room and do your rollout in your kickoff meeting, I can talk the talk and I, you know, I've done it. I've been a band director. I grew up as a drum and bugle corps kid. I was in all my high school's ensembles. I majored in music. I, I, I've conducted concerts. I've conducted regions. And, um, you know, I, I understand what that, that life is like. And I can relate, you know, in large part to not just your, your band directors, your students, also your band boosters, because now I have a, I'm a parent of two kids that are in their band program. So, um, but I even think that I, I can't equal the same um, accountability impact that your director can, because he or she, um, that's their job, is to get the best effort and the best pull through from your students, no matter what they do. So, um, so let's talk a bit about what the rollout ought to look like. Now, much of this will be through the lens of what a fans raise campaign would look like. But I think that there's going to be bits here that are applicable to any kind of fundraising your organization may want to undertake. So first, let's talk about what needs to happen before the kids get a hold of a, of a campaign. So our recommendation will go along something like this. Um, somebody within the organization, the band director, band booster in charge, uh, would need to set up their user account at FansRaise. They go on to our website at FansRaise.com. They hit the big green button in the middle of the screen. They submit an email address. We send a verification email to that address. And once that link is, has been clicked and a password has been selected, now you have access. So it's real simple. It takes like a minute. The second thing is that that individual would then be asked if you are a band director, band booster in charge, do you want to set up your organization or your ensemble on the platform? And if they're authorized to do so, they would say yes, and they would go ahead and give us the, the details. So basically the, the name and the location of the, of the organization, um, a little bit about what you're trying to do. Hey, we're trying to raise money for a trip to Disney World, or we're trying to uh, purchase a new set of band uniforms, going to be approximately $50,000. So all of that's great. So that sends us an email that says, hey, there's a new group coming through the front door. They want access. Um, we look at it. We want to make sure it's a fit for us uh, as an organization, as fans raise. Um, we've had like private percussion studio instructors that try to crowdfund for their own individual equipment. So a drum set instructor wants like a $20,000 custom Yamaha rig. Um, that's not exactly what we're in the in the business of doing. They can go set up a GoFundMe for that. But mainly what we want to do is we want to help drive programs and organizations and ensemble success. Um, that's really what we're here to do. So 
Um, once that we've we've validated that organization, we send a, another email confirming that, and then we also send some get started instructions. So basically, it is at this point you want to create your page, and you want to actually take five ten minutes and create your campaign. Uh, your 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 forward facing page to the public. So it's going to involve naming and titling your campaign, uh, selecting a goal, identifying a start and an end date, um, uploading any images, any video you want, um, all of that. So all of that, if you if you don't go too crazy with it, it probably takes five or ten minutes to do that. Not not very long at all. And it's something that you can pause and come back to as you need to. Um, but I recommend getting that all settled and sorted before you show any of this to your kids. Now, in some cases, we have band directors, let's say, or um, orchestra directors or choir directors or, you know, uh, theater drama directors. Before they they bring this up to their students, they may pull in their drum majors, captains, section leaders, principal players, uh, their upperclassmen and say, hey, look, here's what I'm thinking. This is this is what we need to do. I found this. I want to I want to run this by you. Get your input. What do you think? And the minute you start to engage your your upperclassmen leaders with this, the whole thing changes because now they can now feel a little bit more invested and a part of the decision making. Now you may have already decided, hey, we're doing this. Whether you like it or not, we're doing it. But at least you're you're giving them some sort of stake of ownership to uh, to get the campaign off the ground. And then when it comes down to getting their the kids in each of their sections to follow through and add contacts and engage, then you now have their support and you have them leading the effort from within, which is really cool to do. So consider that. Even uh, we even have groups that throw their leadership core. Um, hey, grab an iPhone, uh, sit down for about ten or fifteen minutes, and figure out what our video should look like. And here's some examples. And you can go on our website and you can find all kinds of campaigns that um, feature campaigns that all have videos that you can use as a guide. Real simple to do. But if you give the kids just a little bit of time to be creative. And if the ask comes from them, um, this whole thing is now taking on an entirely different dimension. So your page is created. You've maybe bounced it off of your kids, gotten their their agreement, their input. They're, they're now excited. Now word starts to trickle out a little bit. You know, it's, it, it gets on the group chats and the group texts and stuff. And now uh, people know it's a thing. So now everyone's sort of looking forward to, all right, what's happening? What's going on? You sit everyone down in your rehearsal room, your band hall, your your choir room, and you just you show them the campaign page. Say, hey, here's what we're doing. Each of you are going to get a version of this page. Um, we're going to ask each of you to come up with a list of 20 potential donor contacts. You're going to put them directly into this platform the platform will then turn around and once every four or five days or so, um, they will send a personalized email directly to those people uh, from you. And it will be um, contextually appropriate. It will be written in plain English. Uh, it'll be a nice tight email that says, hey, I'm doing this thing. 
this group I care a lot about that I perform with is raising money for uh, our activities this year. We're having a special online campaign. Would love for you to be a part of it. And that's all you need to do. And if you get everyone excited to um, get in into the platform, load their first contacts in, and you do it together as a group. I'm a big fan of doing an all-hands-on-deck meeting, uh, carving out 15 minutes in the end of a rehearsal block to do it, um, having your band boosters attend as well further legitimizes this, and making sure that you're also able to communicate to your parents. Now, typically, our platform is student-centric, and when we have had groups that have tried to have parents involved as participants as well as students and it gets really really messy and confusing so our advice is just keep it to students they're well capable and mature enough in just about every case to be able to to really make a good go of this and again take advantage of the fact that it is easy and it's something that the kids can do and the parents really don't need to stress much about it now that's not to say the parents shouldn't support it and the parents shouldn't be knowledgeable about big dates, such as the start, the actual public launch of the campaign. So that's identified in Campaign Creation Wizard. And once you identify this is the go live date of our launch, then all the contacts in the system will get sent that first email together as a batch. And then every four days or five days or so after that, we will drop another email. Now, if people add contacts in between, if they jump on the campaign late, then their contacts that they submit will get the next email in the sequence. It's it's pretty simple. So um, that is really our advice in terms of running a rollout. Now, um, we just published a great blog post uh, on accountability, on student accountability, and why it really is one of those underrated and highly motivational behaviorally motivational things that you can bring into play anytime you do something involving kids or students. And this could go from middle school all the way up through college, but um, there's something called the Hawthorne effect. The Hawthorne effect uh, is the phenomena that occurs when anyone knows that they're being measured or assessed or watched or they're, what they're doing or what they're not doing is being noticed in some way. And you can hit our blog and read this, but the Hawthorne effect is basically the watcher syndrome, which means if I know I'm being watched and I know that somebody is, is going to see the work I do or the effort that I give, automatically the results improve. So the, the, key, the key critical thing is you need to get across to the kids, hey, we're watching this. Like we can see if you're blowing it off. We can see if you are not opening your email we can see that you haven't added any contacts. And we can see that all the contacts that you put into the into the platform are fake and made up emails. So and that that drives that drives me crazy. But it, it does happen rarely, but it has happened where somebody will sit there and make up 20 email addresses. Now, when we send email to them, it's they're all gonna bounce and it throws a red flag up. So um it doesn't happen often, but when it happens, it's like you, you took the time to create 20 fake email accounts. And like now, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's time you probably could have spent putting contacts into the system that would have actually yielded a donation. So it, it's funny. But sometimes a little behavioral correction is all that's needed. And I do think that 
just keeping everything in perspective. Everyone's ensemble's a little different. Everyone's environment's a little different. Everyone's uh, attitudes and culture toward fundraising and groupthink and just doing things together as a team, as a group, are different. So what works for one may work differently for others. But here's what we know. A, every campaign that's launched on Fansraise has made some money. B, the vast majority of the people that I've spoken to have said that, you know, this system and this, this format makes us much, much more money relative to the time it takes than any other fundraiser that we've ever tried. And I hear that constantly. I hear that very, um, very hard and very often. So um, it's it's not a whole lot of time, but the time that you do spend will pay off, uh, will pay big dividends down the line. All right, so that is just a recap. Just a recap, um, definitely look to have a formalized rollout, um, whether you're introducing any any kind of new fundraising. Um, but do it together, do it as a group, try to involve your boosters, uh, as well as your educational faculty, try to have your lead educator, your band director, your choir director, whoever is in charge, even if that person is not typically around fundraising or doesn't typically like to touch fundraising, if the students get the idea that fundamentally this initiative is super important to that band director, and they're going to look at it differently, especially if that band director does not roll their sleeves up and get involved in fundraising or even just making announcements about fundraising. Um, that could represent a pretty big sea change to the way that's perceived by your kids. And that's only going to mean good things. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you continue to reach out to us if there's anything we can help. Uh, in terms of the money raising, fundraising type of effort. Um, we're having a lot of fun. And uh, it's it's great to see so many of our, of our groups, our ensembles be really successful on the platform. But if you have questions, you can hit us at info at fansraise.com. Oh, what the heck? Just email me directly at brian, with an I, at fansraise.com. And uh, yeah, let's get together and make some money. And uh, let's help, help out... Uh, create some opportunities for kids to do awesome things. So anyway, join us again. Be sure to uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.